Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 325. There are tons of different ways that you can use video, and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be face to camera on the video. Attention, gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. Pursuing your dream can be fun. Whether you have an established business or are looking to start one now, you are in the right place. This is Gift Biz Unwrapped, helping you turn your skill into a flourishing business. Join us for an episode packed full of invaluable guidance, resources, and the support you need to grow your gift biz. Here is your host, gift biz gal, Sue Monheit. Hi there. Thanks for joining me on today's show. Did you watch the fireworks last night? Well, if you're listening the day this airs, I mean. It was Independence Day here in the States, and my favorite thing, even with all the other traditional celebrations, is the fireworks. From my house, I can see the neighborhood displays literally 360 degrees from my backyard. All the finales are at different times, so it makes for a beautiful, colorful sky. I even can see some of Chicago's displays way off in the distance. I guess I'll say luckily, my little Pomeranian, whose name is Tiger, can't hear anymore, so he's not bothered by all the sounds and enjoys watching the display with us too. So no nervous doggy drama over in our house. Then I also love drifting off to sleep and hearing random personal fireworks into the night. I find it so peaceful. Regardless of all the challenges we're facing from all sides right now as a country, as Lee Greenwood sings, I am proud to be an American. So why am I going on and on about fireworks? Well, believe it or not, it relates to today's topic. We're talking video and how to stop procrastinating, stop overthinking, and try it. You're going to learn a super easy way to get started that's risk-free. I mean, it completely bypasses all the objections you've had up to this point. And when you follow the plan that you're going to hear here, you'll feel a whole lot better about putting up a video on your website or even in social media. Three things will happen. First, just like fireworks, you'll launch your video up out into the world. Your message will burst forth in all its colorful glory, supporting your current fans and attracting new ones. And your heart will be overjoyed because you'll finally have accomplished something you thought you'd never do. I can already see that proud smile on your face. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to Holly Gillen of Holly G's Studios. Holly helps high-performing leading ladies save time on both sides of the camera by teaching them the skills they need to create not just video, but business cinema. And she knows what she's talking about, having worked on projects for the Sundance Channel, HBO, Sony Music, and Nick.com. She's also been a camera operator, video producer, and editor. Holly creates videos with a plan, purpose, system, and strategy. Videos that move your business forward and have a bigger purpose. Holly, welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Hey, Sue. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm super excited. I am so excited, too, to talk to a topic that we all need to discuss right now, video. Yes. But before we get started, I want to do something with you that has become tradition on the show, and that is to have you describe yourself in a creative way, because all our listeners are creative, and that is through a motivational candle. So if you were to envision a candle that would really resonate with you, what would be the color and some type of a quote that would be on a motivational candle for you? That's such a great question. I would be a cream-colored candle, and I mean, the quote on it would have to be, without a doubt. Remember, you are someone's reason to smile, so don't give up. That is something I say at the end of every single one of my videos. It's something that is just runs really deep in my business. Why do you think people want to give up? Because video doesn't come naturally to a lot of people, so it's easy to have it be pushed down the to-do list or pushed off the list or just make a couple of videos, get frustrated, and give up. Got it. All right. Well, we have a lot to talk about with that for sure. Share with me a little bit more, first of all, about how you got so passionate about video. 
Sure. So it was around 2008. And at the time I was living and working in Florida as a real estate agent. I was a licensed real estate agent and I was working for a brokerage as the office manager. And I was let go from my position because of the housing bubble burst back in 2008. So I was like, okay, left at a crossroad. What do I want to do with my life? Where am I going? I always had a natural interest in photography as a creative outlet. So I decided to go in that direction. And I saw a commercial for the Travel Channel Academy and decided that I wanted to pursue that. And that turned into an opportunity to shoot a documentary while I traveled around Mexico. And from there, it just lit my fire and just kept going. In 2010, I started my own video production company where I was working with people in person small business owners, small brick and mortar businesses, people who were interested in creating video for their websites or YouTube, stuff like that. While working in that production company, I realized that everybody had the same questions and concerns when it came to video, which was, how do I make a video? How do I get comfortable on video? And how much money should I spend on a video? And what kind of video should I be making? I went back to the drawing board in 2013 and started my online business where I took my years of video production skills and transitioned them into an online business. Got it. And so is the passion for you now the actual production or just finally convincing people to do video? Because there's such a barrier there. For me, it was watching people go from being super fearful to absolutely loving video. My background is in video production as you mentioned in my intro, and I worked for a number of years freelancing in New York City, doing many different things. So I had a lot of experience behind the camera. And when I started my online business in 2013, I realized I was going to have to be the face and voice of my business and transition to the front of the camera. In the process, I was like, oh, this is what it's like over here. This is not fun. I was having like an out-of-body experience. Like this is definitely harder than I thought it was going to be for me personally. There was a lot of things that got stirred up when I put myself in front of the camera. And I realized that this was happening for a lot of people. So what I did was I sat in front of the camera and I made video after video after video. Whether I was feeling great about it or not, I just kept doing it. And I had an epiphany and it was basically that this feeling, I was feeling this nervous, uncomfortable feeling was me growing from the inside out. And instead of it being a negative thing, I wanted to turn it into a positive thing. And I took that experience and I turned it into originally a 30-day video challenge that I did with about 30 people who consistently made videos with me every day for 30 days. And at that point, that was life-changing and literally shaped the direction of my business moving forward. For you and your students? For me and my students, it was like watching Roses Bloom. People come in very afraid, very uncomfortable, not sure of themselves. People had, you know, different specific hangups. They're like, I don't like my voice or I don't like my hair or I don't like the way I look. And they were able to completely push past all of their fears and barriers. And in many cases, learned to absolutely love the creativity that video allows you to have. I love the fact that you also experienced it yourself. So you're not speaking just from teaching, having had so much time in around video in total, right? Absolutely just the transformation that you saw yourself personally. I will say that on this show, we have talked about video so many times. We've talked about how do you make the lighting look good? How do you make yourself look good? What would you say? Things like that. Video is such a natural for everyone who's listening because we have so much content we can put on video, just being handmade creators, but still there's such a barrier. So I'm really hoping that there's going to be something you're going to be able to share or say or convince us of <laughs> to get people to try it. Because I feel more like it's less, text an issue too, but it's more the mindset and just doing it. Can you walk us through, like if you start working with someone and they're like, I know I need to be doing video, social algorithms favor video, but that's not me. Like I just can't do that. Where do you start with someone like that? Sure. Well, first and foremost, I would say, why is it just you're, you're just uncomfortable in front of the camera? Dig into that a little bit deeper and really find out the fear of the unknown. There's fear of being visible. There's fear of being vulnerable. There's fear of being judged. There's so many things clustered into appearing on video. From the outside, logically, it's just like, oh, you're on video. So what? 
But internally, there's a lot of stuff that's happening. You mentioned it's a lot about mindset and it's true. It's very much about mindset. I really kind of dig into like what is that exact fear that's holding you back and then kind of go from there. There are tons of different ways that you can use video and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be face to camera on the video. As creators, there's a lot of like fun and interesting things that you're doing with your hands that people want to see and they want to be taken behind the scenes to see like little breakdowns of how things are created and the process behind it. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be your face on the camera doing it. It could be overhead shots of your hands or a time lapse video with like a voiceover on it. So there's definitely creative outside of the box ways to create video for your business that don't necessarily require you to be on camera if that's not something that you're comfortable with. I definitely would recommend that you kind of work through that either with me or on your own like I did in my what I call my office studio where I just sat the camera up and I just kept talking to it and making videos even if it felt uncomfortable until I pushed past that breaking point. I think the other thing to think of because you're talking about just that repetitiveness gets you to the point in some way where you start to be more comfortable and doing it over and over and over again. First, you learn where you should be looking, (laughs) you know? Absolutely. There's always a lot to learn by taking action. Yeah. And I remember when I first started with the podcast, someone told me, you know, you're going to hear your voice and don't even worry about it because everyone hates their voice. And if you're going to do a podcast, your voice is your voice. What are you going to do? I mean, there's some tech things you can do to change your voice, but not so much. Your voice is still your voice. And our appearance is still our appearance too. Even with filters that you can use, all that other, you can make yourself look a little bit better. But I don't even think that it's that with a lot of listeners. I think they're just petrified that they're going to look like they don't know what they're doing. And that's a legitimate fear. Nobody wants to look like an amateur. I would highly advise you to think back to the first thing you made. And now where you are today on your journey. Right. It's kind of the story that you can't compare someone who's been in an industry for five years or seven years to you if you've only started off and this is your first week. Absolutely. That's such an unfair comparison. And everyone has to go through those initial stages to get good at anything. Absolutely. Look, I mean, the first time someone rode a bike, even if you stayed up and didn't fall off, you certainly weren't stable yet until you kept going and kept going and kept going. Exactly. And I think that's the step that people either they don't. It's hard to get motivated to do that on your own because you don't know what you don't know. So you don't know, like, am I doing it right? Like, what am where am I supposed to be? Like you said, where am I supposed to be looking? How do I even set up my camera? It's easy to just get frustrated. Having a professional video background, I didn't go through as many of those things on my own in my office studio, but that was the reason why I created the challenges or the experiences that I do now with my clients, the From Start to Star experience, because you have the opportunity to do this in a safe place, in a supportive community environment, guided by me. Well, and I think there's something else that we can say here right now is that this doesn't have to be live video either. This can be recorded video. Pre-recorded, edited video. So you can edit out like, you know, little hiccups here and there. But honestly, like even if it's live and there are a few hiccups, I think people get hung up on, you know, having a hiccup happen here or there with a live video, but it just makes you more relatable. Like nobody's perfect. Nobody's expecting you to be perfect. The only people who think that they should be perfect are ourselves. So you're telling yourself like, oh, it's got to be perfect or otherwise like people are going to think whatever they think or they're not going to see me as an expert or somebody who knows what I'm talking about or somebody who knows what I'm doing. Somebody else who knows more is going to see this and think I am. All of those things kind of come up and it's not a big deal. You just need to be able to go with the flow and that kind of going with the flow and being okay with a little hiccup here and there that comes through experience. You just have to get started. Okay, so let's do a little bit of a challenge for everybody here. Okay. So if you were to talk with someone and challenge them, just try this. Just do one video, try this out. What would your directives be? What would the steps be for somebody who like gets that, like they almost want to throw up? (laughs) They're so worried about doing it. First off, let's talk about a video that is just a practice just to see how this would be, to try it out. It's only you. If you mess it up, it doesn't even matter because you're the only person that's going to be seeing this. How would you direct them to do their first video for their eyes only? What would they do? I would say just pick up your camera, look at it, and hit record. Can we just do it on our cell phone? Absolutely. That's what I meant. I was thinking cell phone in my head. (laughs) Okay. Pick up your cell phone, 
I always say you have no excuse. There's literally a camera within three feet of you right now. At this moment, I have three cameras within three feet of me right now. And the cameras on the phones are amazing these days. They are fantastic. I would say find some natural light in your home, whether that's next to a window or someplace where you feel comfortable. Choose a time of day where you feel like you have like the most energy. So some people are more energetic at night. Some people are more energetic in the morning. And these are the recommendations I have when you go through the experience with like, experiment. There is no rules like experiment. And nobody's going to see these videos. This is just for us. So again, this is just for you right now. Experiment. Feel free to make mistakes and learn from them. You don't have to show anybody these videos. Stand next to a window. Put your camera up. So stand next to the window where the light from the window is coming onto your face, right? Correct. Because that's going to be, you know, very flattering. Yeah. Not the window behind you to your back. Yes. Sorry. Let me clarify. Exactly facing the window. Because what happens when you do it the other way around is the camera is compensating for all the light coming through the window. So then you end up looking like you're in the witness protection program. (laughs) So if that's not the look that you're going for, don't do that. No, no, not for this video anyway. (laughs) Turn around, face the window and just speak about something that you're passionate about. Or just narrate something that happened throughout your day. Hey, I just got back from walking the dog and now I'm about to go make a sandwich. And then after that, I'm going to watch this video and maybe have a glass of wine. So just kind of almost talk to yourself. Correct. This is obviously totally a practice one. So you're just getting a feel for what it would be like to talk on camera, where to place your eyes, say anything you want. You're not trying to script anything. Just talk. Remember, you can delete the video when you're done. Get a feel for it, right? And then say whatever you're going to say, just like you said, and then we stop it. Now, when we go back, is there something we should be looking for? You know, with the goal of getting better to actually have a video that we might show people, how should we analyze that very first trial video? There's a review process that you could use. So first, just look at it as objectively as you possibly can. Look at it as a whole. That's the first viewing. Then you're going to watch it again. And this time you're going to lower the volume. So you're only looking at yourself. So you don't hear anything. So you're just watching. So now you're looking for the visual things. Like, what do you like? What don't you like? Then you're just going to listen to it and not watch it. Oh, what does that do for us? If you just listen. You can hear your different inflections in your voice and just hear your own voice and start getting used to the way that it sounds. Because it definitely does not sound the way that it sounds in your head when you hear it back on video. So for some people, this is a very jarring moment when they're hearing their voice for the first time because it's something that you have to get used to. Then watch it all again and be super objective and then share it with a trusted friend if you feel up for it. Share it with a trusted friend who will give you some objective feedback because at this point, you've noticed all the things, you've written them down, you've reviewed it all yourself, every which way it can be reviewed, and now you're open to some trusted critique. Okay, love it. A couple of things just from experience, because I've been doing videos now for a while, live, all of that. Am I comfortable even now? No, (laughs) not at all. But there are a couple of things that I found for myself that watching and going through the exercise that you just described helped me recognize so that I could change. One of them is I used to end every sentence with the tone going up. So it almost was like a question saying something. And then even if it was a fact, still making it sound at the end, like it was a question, (laughs) you know, like that. (laughs) Yes. Like doing that. And by observing and listening, because who wants to relook at that? That like feels so scary. Just doing it is the first thing. But then actually looking at what you did was the second thing. I would have never found that if I didn't see it, like by watching the video again. And so once I knew it, now if I have a real question, then of course my tone is going to go up. But I never knew that I did that on a regular basis before. And it comes across less professional when you do that. I later heard that as well. I just didn't like it in myself, but I later heard that as well. But I didn't know I did that until I listened and watched what I was doing. The other thing that I am still working on is different words that I'll always say that are kind of bridge words. Your filler words, yeah. Filler words, yeah. That's a big one for a lot of people. I didn't even realize how many filler words I used until I started watching my videos back. And honestly, having made so many videos at this point in my business, I have a good handle on that and I speak better in person as well. And when I'm doing interviews. Right. 
so my filler words, um, of course, like they are, that's very, you know, familiar to a lot of people. And I'll also say so a lot. I say so, so much. <laughs> but recognizing and knowing that, because it's going to come across so naturally, I recognize and I stop it beforehand sometimes. But I think the more you practice, the more you get better. Absolutely. And you can't even practice unless you acknowledge that that's something you want to work on. So there's that. (laughs) (laughs) But the other thing is, what do you replace those words with? Silence, right? Yeah. You just pause and press your lips together for a second. Mm -hmm. And I think it also gives your listener or your viewer a chance to breathe. Yes. And digest what you're saying. Exactly. It's not that it looks like you don't know what you're going to say next. It's actually more calming and a peaceful and a better experience. Not that you're going to pause for five minutes, obviously, but just those little pauses. Absolutely. Another thing that helps with the filler words is being prepared, right? Having some sort of just outline, some sort of idea about what your video is going to be about before you start recording. That's like a really big one. I think a lot of times people skip over the pre-production phase, which is actually 60 to 65% of the process. Well, yeah. So you need to know not just your topic, but some of the bullet points. Exactly. Sometimes writing full scripts work for people. Sometimes just doing a little outline or just having a paragraph or some bullet points, whatever it is that's going to work for you to keep you on target with what you want to say, what you want to get across. Okay. So let's talk about both of these. A fully scripted video, you're not going to sit and read it from a piece of paper. No, no. So what are we going to use instead? You can just jot down a couple of the main points. Typically for like a YouTube style video, obviously every social platform is going to be a little bit different in the way that you create the content. But I use a formula that I call thriller, filler, spiller for my YouTube videos. And basically the thriller is what is that first captivating thing that you're going to say to your viewer that's going to keep them watching. So thrill them right off the bat. This is within the first couple of seconds. So making sure you have some sort of catchy, sticky, captivating something to say (laughs) that's going to make the viewer want to continue watching your video. Then the filler is the value or whatever it is, the promise you made in the beginning of the video, whatever is going to be the meat of your video. And that could just be literally two, three, four bullet points. And then the spiller part is your call to action. What is the next step for the viewer? Whether it's watch another video or come on over to this site and sign up for my newsletter or come over and buy my thing, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Where are they spilling over to? Using that formula, thriller, filler, spiller, let's say we were making a video about how to get started with video. Are you curious about how to get started with video? Well, stay tuned because I'm going to be breaking down all the steps that you need to get started right now. So maybe I would just write that part down and really kind of nail that down, but not necessarily read it off the paper. No, but I think this is really important. Once I started doing this, I got so much better. Even if you're going to bullet point, scripting out that first sentence, because it's that getting started and getting into a role is where a lot of times I'll stumble at least. So I will script out my first line and also my last line so I know how I'm ending. But okay, so the thriller. Okay, so you've told us it's like the hook. The hook, yep. And then what happens in filler? Filler, you can just bullet point or just write, you know, maybe a couple of sentences or bullet point or like little paragraphs for each thing. And again, you don't need to read this verbatim, but I feel like sometimes writing it down just helps you get clear on the message that you want to present. Whether that comes out word for word doesn't really matter. You're an expert in what you know, and you're just presenting the gist of it, right? So getting started. First things first, get started. And then like, maybe I'll say something like, oh, I promise you just need to get started because you're never going to get where you want to go on your video journey if you just don't take that first step and get started already. And maybe I'll say a couple of more things about that. And then I would go on to the second bullet, which would be be prepared. Being prepared means different things to different people. So whether that means you're writing an outline, bullet points, or jotting down a whole script, just have an idea of what you want to get across in your video. That's, you know, part of being prepared. Maybe I'll say a couple more things about that. And then throw out my last bullet, which is perfection is overrated. This is something that's holding you back. There is nobody out there who's perfect and nobody's expecting you to be perfect. And then maybe I'll say a couple of more things about that and throw in a warning like, hey, warning, this doesn't mean just put any old crap out there, but don't let that hold you back. Put forward your best effort and learn from your experience. 
And then I would wrap it all up with a call to action. Hey, do you want to know how to get started right now? Come on over to Holly G Studios and I can help you. All right, good. So let's keep making this really actionable for everybody. Absolutely. So you do your first video that's just to you. You maybe share it with a friend to get feedback, all the things we've already talked about. Now, you've probably learned some things, so maybe you want to do this a few times. To your point, Holly, about the more repetitive you are, the more comfortable. It's almost like you're training your brain for how this works, right? I usually tell people, hashtag 100 terrible videos. Like, you need to make 100 terrible videos. And I'm kind of joking, but not really. Okay, so they can make 100 terrible videos, but I want them to make 100 terrible videos in two days that they're not showing anybody. Exactly. And that's exactly what I did. And that's exactly what I walk my clients through now. (laughs) Okay, so you're going to play around with it. You're going to get more comfortable. You're going to press play. You're going to talk. You're going to stumble. It's not going to work. You're going to look at it. You're going to be like, yuck, I can't do this. I don't care. Do another one. You're the only one seeing it. And see, just over the course of probably five or six videos, you'll start seeing that you can get a little better and a little better. Even if it's just you're now looking in the camera versus looking up or to the side or down, right? And so you're already seeing progress. So just practice and do that. Now you've gotten to the point where, all right, now I'm going to really for real try and make my very first video that maybe I'll put out in public. And this is then a video that you're still not going live. You're only recording it. So you can edit it if you want. You still don't have to worry, right? So you can record it. And I would love to see people, especially in my genre, do an intro video about who they are, how they got into their business, and then show a sample of the product. That simple. Love it. And then to your point, where you would go to see more. So this could be the content for your first video. To take this scenario for your thriller, would it be something like your elevator pitch, a short version of your elevator pitch? So for me, it would be like, hi, I help high performing leading ladies save time on both sides of the camera by teaching them the skills they need to create not just video, but business cinema. I'm Holly G and I'm your go to video gal. Okay, so this is your elevator speech for your product. So whoever you are, what your business is, and the uses that your product serves, whether you make macrame wall art that enhances a room, whether you make pampering products that heal the skin, whether you make the most beautiful cupcakes to make put smiles on children's faces, whatever that would be for you. So it's what does your product do for your customer? Sue, the thriller could be for everybody. I make fill in the blank. And it helps people fill in the blank. Yep. Okay, perfect. So that's your first sentence, which is your thriller. Okay, then the filler could be more of how you got into the passion of what you make. Yes, Holly? Yes. So a little bit more about your story Mm -hmm. and exactly why you're passionate about it. And why you decided to start a business instead of it just being a hobby. Yes, love that. I started giving this to my friends and they were asking me to make these as presents that they wanted to give out for their girlfriend's birthdays. So then I thought, well, why then should we share it with more people? Because it puts smiles on faces, it, you know, whatever your product does, right? Whatever your reason is, though, you don't make it up. It's your real reasons. Yes. That's important because this is going to be your story. And then you talk about maybe you share one of your favorite pieces. Maybe you share your very first piece. That's fun. And like the story behind the very first piece that was sold, maybe something like that. Sure. And then where to go to learn more, which could be your website, could be an Instagram page, wherever you want to drive people based on how far along you are in your business and what you have available at the time. Love this, Sue. Yeah. So essentially it's, I make fill in the blank and it helps fill in the blank. Your three bullets are your passion, why you decided to turn it into a business, and then do a little bit of a show and tell. So this is just an intro video and we want this to be actually achievable for people. So how long do you think? Three minutes or less. Three minutes. Okay. So that is not hard, Holly. That's the restriction that I usually give people who are just starting out. And actually that helps a lot of people because some people are like, phew, only three minutes. Like, that's amazing. I don't have to go on and on. And then some people are like, oh my gosh, three minutes. How am I going to squeeze everything into three minutes? It helps give people a little buffer on each side. 
Some people are a little bit more long-winded and they need to be reeled back in. And some people are a little too short and they need a little bit more of a space to fill in. Right. So somewhere around the three minutes. Because remember, people don't need you to go on and on and on. You don't need to show them every piece that you do. Be succinct. And again, no pressure. Well, and again, if we don't like this at the end, we can go back and do it again, right? This is a video that you should be making over and over again anyway. And can I just say something here? I know this isn't video where I'm face video, but when I'm recording my training programs or things like that, they're pretty long and I'm doing a lot of talking. I let the recording keep going, even if I mispronounce, and then I'll just re-say the sentence. Like if you say something wrong or you want to say it differently, just do it again because that can come out in the editing and you're already on a roll. So you don't have to be perfect from start to finish of this recording. Just get the content in there. Even if you said something five times, you know one of those five times you're going to like. Yes. Thank you for adding that in. That's super important. This doesn't have to be done in one take, start to finish, perfect perfection, right? You can have those moments where you stumble and then you start again. Let me add a pro tip here for everybody. You need to pause before you start the sentence again. So let's say I was saying, okay, and then I want you to go over to, uh, oh, I messed that up. Don't immediately start talking again. Give yourself a moment because you're going to want that moment to be able to edit the footage. Because if it's too close of a, you talking over yourself talking, it makes it really hard to edit. Good point. Yeah. And I think to make everybody feel better, think of all the bloopers that you'll see or how many takes movies do to get the exact scene right. So if you do this multiple times, you're just doing what the professionals are doing. It's the same thing. A thousand percent. All right, good. What you originally have as your raw video for this intro that we were just describing might even be 10 minutes. <laughs> you're only going to use three of them when you clean it all up. So now, again, for a beginner, Holly, with the goal of just getting this intro out there, what would be a good, easy, simple editing tool that they could use for this? Are you starting to see how easy video actually can be? We've talked about how to get that raw footage recorded. And in just a second, we'll be talking editing. Yes, it's possible. Increase your sales without adding a single customer. How you ask? By offering personalization with your products. Wrap a cake box with a ribbon saying, happy 30th birthday, Annie. Or add a special message and date to wedding or party favors for an extra meaningful touch. Where else can you get customization with a creatively spelled name or fine packaging that includes a saying whose meaning is known to a select two? Not only are customers willing to pay for these special touches, they'll tell their friends and word will spread about your company and products. You can create personalized ribbons and labels in seconds. Make just one or thousands without waiting weeks or having to spend money to order yards and yards. Print words in any language or font. Add logos, images, even photos. Perfect for branding or adding ingredient and flavor labels too. For more information, go to theribbonprintcompany.com. I prefer ScreenFlow for beginners. ScreenFlow is super easy to use. It doesn't have so many bells and whistles that it's confusing. If you're looking at something like Adobe Premiere Pro, which is like a professional quality editing program, that might be a little too much. The way that I kind of talk about it is like ScreenFlow is to Canva, whereas Adobe Premiere is to Photoshop. The first time you open up Photoshop, if you've never used Photoshop, you're like, O-M-G. How do I just crop this photo? Like, what am I doing in here? I have no idea. But then you go over to Canva, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Okay. So is ScreenFlow on a computer, on the phone? Where is it? ScreenFlow's on a computer. Okay, but if we took this video from the phone, now what do we do then? You can use a phone editing app. There are plenty out there. My recommendation would be to use something like you can use Premiere Rush. What do you think of InShot? InShot is another one. I've not personally used that, so I can't say, oh, yeah, totally use that one. But I hear really good things about it. Yeah, that's the one I use. I like that. So I'm trying to keep everything on the phone for people to actually do this. Okay, so what was the one that you were suggesting? So you said ScreenFlow. If you want to send your file over to a computer. And then if you want to use your phone, you can use something like Adobe Premiere Rush. Okay, Adobe Premiere Rush. Okay, and I have been using it. I'm a huge fan of InShot, but there's a million of them. 
And the way those apps work is you just upload your full video in there, and then there's YouTube videos on how to do all of this. So you don't have to get fancy. You want to just clip out all those. If you said something five times, you're going to pick the nicest one, take that wording, and then tell me how you feel about this, Holly. Let's say your video consisted of five points, okay? Your thriller, three fillers, and one spiller, okay? So you get five sections. And because you've selected things in your video, there's going to be five different kind of flows of you visually. Yeah, it's actually called jump cuts when you leave the edits raw. And it's a style. It's a preference. It's a personal choice. You can leave it with jump cuts in it or you can add transitions. I will share that when you use transitions, you want to use something like a blending transition as opposed to something like a star transition. It's easy to get sucked into those creative transitions, but they end up making your videos look cheesy and not professional. And use just one type. Yes. Don't try to put every transition that the the app has available in there. Yeah. And I think this is something that you have to remember when you're recording too. The point is for people to hear your message. It's not the exact words that you're saying, how great you look. The point is the information you're trying to deliver. Because why else are you doing this? And with what we're talking about with an introduction message, it's someone getting to know you for the first time seeing who you are as a person behind the camera, because this is something video can do that just audio or pictures can't do. How you talk, how you pronounce things, so much personality comes through with the sound of your voice, your facial expressions. Combined with, yeah, your mannerisms. Yeah, and that's the power. The tone in your voice, you know, all of it kind of comes together in this magical, magical, mystical thing called video, and it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. So that's the point of don't get so caught up in editing craziness, right? Because you want the message to come through. So either the jump cuts, like you said, and so jump cuts, if I've got you right, Holly, are no fancy editing. It just goes from one to the next to the next, which could almost look smooth if you're standing in the same place. You don't notice. And sometimes you do. It looks like maybe your arm is here and then all of a sudden your arm is in a different place on the next frame. And that's what gives it that jump look. And that's what they're called jump cuts. But yeah, that's totally fine to not have it all smooth. Oh, that's a relief. That's good to know. And then you can do the transitions if you want. And those editing apps make it super easy to do. You can do it all on your phone. And if you take the chance and do this, you can have a video that you can then put on your website, social media channels, like wherever it makes sense to put it, depending on its length, obviously. Yes, because with a lot of those Premiere Rush, you can change the dimension of the video pretty easily to make it fit into all of the different formats that are social media friendly. Oh, that's a good point we didn't talk about before. How should we hold our phone as we're just starting out? Just give us one way. I know it doesn't work for everything. Give us one way. Straight up and down or horizontal? Well, horizontal, yeah, it depends on where the video is going to live and how you're going to use it, right? Well, let's pretend we're going to put it on the website. On the website, horizontal. Okay, so you're going to hold your phone the long way. Hold the camera sideways, yes. Not like you would hold it up to your ear, but hold it the other way. Okay, so don't forget the thriller filler spiller, just in terms of the way to structure your videos. Start by doing one that's going to be just for you, just practice. Do it a bunch of times so you start feeling comfortable. Then progress into your intro video, which we covered what that should be, identifying who you are, which is your elevator speech. I make fill in the blank and it helps blank passion why you started your biz show and tell and then your spiller with the call to action where can people learn more perfect and then you bring it into an editing app edit it up so that it looks nice and clean and guess what you have your first video and now you can celebrate always have to celebrate always always because this is not just a little win this would be a big win right just because of our mental barrier that we put up about doing things like this. So let's talk just a little bit longer about other types of videos people could create. I think for makers, let's just do like a little brain dump of all different ideas. So I think an obvious one is behind the scenes. How do you make your product? Of course, people love getting a peek 
I think a lot of times, like when people are creative, they just assume everybody's creative and knows how to do the stuff that they're doing. People do not. <laughs> people are fascinated by creative people who are able to do these amazing things with their hands. And they're curious about what that looks like from the back end. It's one thing to showcase your final product, but it's another thing to take people along on that journey as you're creating it. It piques people's curiosity. It gives them a sense of ownership over that product. And guess what? Maybe I want to buy that product now. Right. And so behind the scenes is that. It can also be shipping out product, like how you package things up to get shipped out. It could be your morning routine when you first arrive in your studio, what you do as you're getting prepared. I see a lot of people doing like even just a mixer, mixing something up, whether it's cake batter or soaps. Tools. Tools. People love tools. Show us your tools and how do you use them? What do you say to the person who says, I don't want to show them all my secrets. They're going to steal it. They're going to find out what I do. No one will ever be you. No one can ever do what you do the way that you do it. Don't be afraid to share because it is going to help attract your people to you. I always joke around and say like, because people say this, you know, like I share a lot of valuable video tips and stuff like that. And like, I've seen people take my stuff and reuse it. And I'm like, it doesn't matter because you can't like skin me and wear a holly suit and be me. Like you'll never be me no matter whether you say that I can give you the same exact script that I have in my video. We will never be the same. Somebody else could have the same exact tool, but they're never going to use it the same way that you use it. And the other truth is you will resonate with some people and other people will resonate with other people. And there's enough for all of us. Absolutely. You are going to only limit yourself if you have that thinking. Absolutely. A thousand percent. There is enough to go around for everybody. And you don't want to be everybody's person either. No, you want the right people. It makes your life so much easier. That I know for sure. So other things, ideas of brainstorming are even not such curated videos, but on the fly videos, like when you're at a craft show. We're talking about more structured videos, but even videos at a craft show, you don't even have to be live. Just do a video. And you can worry about editing it or doing something with it later. Like maybe even a video of, how about a slow-mo video of your booth getting put together? So first it's this blank table and then all these boxes. And then you'll speed it all up at the end. A time-lapse. Time-lapse video. Yeah. So it's time-lapse. It's like taking a photo every few seconds and then you put it together as a video and then people see the whole process sped up. Okay, perfect. So you could do that. So you could take individual photos and then put them together. I think, yeah, most phones have like a time-lapse feature. Yeah, for sure. I know that InShot allows you to speed up any portions of the video. So you can have some just going regular speed and then a bunch of it just go super fast and then go back to regular speed, you know, whatever you want to do. You can get as creative as you want. <laughs> you can get creative as you want. Okay, so let's see if we can think of two more things of ideas just of types of videos you do. I'm going to say you have to think of the final one, Holly. You're taking us home on the ideas. But I'm going to say customer testimonials. <gasps> you stole my idea. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I have so many. Uh-oh. All right, we'll figure out another one together. But that was what I was going to say, too. <laughs> Yeah, like if someone is at a booth with you and they say, oh my gosh, I'm coming back. I want to get more because I enjoyed it so much. Ask them if you can record them on a video. So, so powerful. And you know what? You're going to run across people who are like, no, I don't really want to be in video. Get the audio. Right. If they won't do the video, get the audio. I will just put the camera at your shoes, but I need you to say what you just said again and give me permission to use that audio. So that's kind of a workaround because sometimes people, as we all know, aren't that comfortable. And I don't know how this could possibly be, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I agree, especially if you're at a hot, sweaty show, like maybe you don't want to be on camera, but that's a good point too. So, okay, one more. Trends in your industry. That's a good one. You know, I have like six main categories of video types and strategies that you can make one. Evergreen videos, now videos, association videos, review videos, expertise videos, and positioning videos. And we talked about a bunch that fit into those categories, whereas a trend video is considered like a now strategy. So to add a little bit more to that, this is like how you would be able to maybe create some sort of virility to your video. Like if there's a hot trend happening, 
creating your take on that trend or sharing something about that trend. And then you can kind of piggyback on a specific trend and get a little more boost for your video. And you know what? I'm going to also say that you don't have to be sitting in a corner all by yourself figuring out what your topics of your videos should be. Look on YouTube. Look on Reels. Not that you're going to copy what people are doing, but you're using it as inspiration that will trigger a thought of how you can apply it for yourself and your business. So there is no limit to ideas that are out there. And that I find is the best place. Or look at podcast titles and say, oh my gosh, I could do this about my pottery. (laughs) Whatever it is, it's just to trigger the idea and then you take it away from there, add your spin as it relates to you. Yes. Maybe you have a completely different perspective than the person who was sharing their information and Maybe that's a differentiator for you, that maybe everybody in your industry feels this way about this thing, but you feel differently. Don't be afraid to bust a myth or have a controversial opinion. Okay, so I think a lot of times as we've been talking about video, we've been talking just here over on the podcast about putting it on social. Let's talk about where else we could house our videos and why it would be important. Because if you just put a short video on social, it's going to go away. It'll get lost in the feed. It might sit in IGTV and people may or may not see it. But where else would you suggest if we're spending the time going through all the emotional drama (laughs) of doing a video, where should we put them? Definitely on your website as blog posts or, you know, like video vlog posts, for sure. Definitely sending them out in your newsletter, letting people know like, hey, this video exists. You need to check it out. Those two main places for sure. As embeds into? Yeah, you can take your YouTube video and embed it onto your blog post. Oh, oh, oh. So should we put it on YouTube first so that it sits there? You can do it. There's so many different combinations and ways that you can do it. Depending on the platform you're using for your website, you can embed the video or upload the video directly into your website. But the difference in doing that is that you're not getting any of the YouTube algorithm traction by You're losing views if you had uploaded the video to your YouTube channel and then uploaded it again as a separate native video to your website. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So if you already have the video on YouTube, you can take that video and put it into your blog post. It gives people another opportunity to see it. Okay. All right. Perfect. And I think that that is a point for a whole topic of a blog post, right? Absolutely. You can just write a little bit around the video And then it'll be the video in the blog post. And that's the whole point. Absolutely. Yes, because it's for SEO too. So you're getting that SEO juice on your website when people are searching for the thing that you created the video about. Not only are you using your own website and your own SEO to appear in the Google search results, but YouTube is the second largest search engine. So you're also getting the searchability there as well. So it's a win-win. Yep, yep, yep. Love it. This has been amazing. I am so hopeful, and I think that maybe we'll have convinced some people to try it. I hope so. You know why? Because of the very first point. Just look at your phone and talk into your phone and see that this can be easier than you think. And you don't have to be so perfected as we see on the movies or as we see on other people's videos because they did all this behind-the-scenes stuff first to get to where what you're seeing, too. Uh-huh. Exactly. I always joke around and say, do you think Brad Pitt just shows up on set like, hey, what are we doing today? <laughs> oh, you mean he doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about what you offer and where people can find you. Sure. So I'm everywhere at Holly G Studios on all of the cool socials. I like to hang out on Instagram quite a bit. And you'll find me over on Facebook in my Facebook group, the Holly G's VIPs. I like to work with my clients getting them comfortable in front of the camera. From Star to Star is a 15-day online, fully immersive experience in video confidence. And I walk you through how to go from fearful of the camera to feeling fearless and getting super excited about creating videos that you can be proud of and you're excited to show off because they're going to be showcasing your products and doing the talking for you while you're at your craft show or while you're hanging out with your family or doing something else. Your videos can be doing the talking and selling for you. So that's my From Start to Star program. I run that quite a few times throughout the year. So depending on when you hear this, it could be active or there could be a wait list there for that. The other way I work with people is because it's not just getting comfortable in front of the camera. That's step one. 
step two through 10 is now all of the logistics, the technical side, scripts, the formatting, the editing, the all of the strategy, the planning, the systems, the processes. And for that, I have a annual mentorship program that I run called Video Made Easy. And in there, I work with you on everything else <laughs> and more. Start to star, fearful to fearless. We have taken the first steps here today, I would say. So Holly, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you. How about all those topics we brainstormed for videos? That can be in your future. But to get you there, you have to do the first one. Seriously, the first video, just for your eyes only. There's absolutely no excuse now not to try it. And remember what we talked about? That even the pros do multiple takes to get it right. It's just a matter of actually taking action and doing it. If you do a video and would like to share it in a safe environment, post it for us over in The Breeze. That's my private Facebook group. I bet you'll motivate someone else to do it too. And if you're new here, you'll hear more about Gift Biz Breeze at the end of the podcast. Next week, we're adding a personal touch to your customer relationships. These types of actions result in repeat sales and referrals. More on that next Monday. I'm also curious, how are you liking my Thursday Tips and Talk segments? I can't believe they've been airing for almost three months already. Do you have some thoughts? Comments? Topics you'd like me to cover? Just DM me over on Instagram at giftbizunwrapped. And if you've enjoyed the show and are feeling generous today, a review over on Apple Podcasts would be amazing. Doing that helps the show get seen by more makers, so it's a nice way to pay it forward. Did you see the new layout in the Apple Podcast app? The subscribe button is gone, and now you follow shows. So to do that, you tap the plus sign in the upper right-hand corner. Just something new to get used to. But when you follow a show, you have the benefit of having access to the show before others. So it's still worth doing, even though that little plus button is a little trickier to find. And now, be safe and well, and I'll see you again next week on the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. I want to make sure you're familiar with my free Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. It's a place where we all gather and are a community to support each other got a really fun post in there that's my favorite of the week, I have to say, where I invite all of you to share what you're doing, to show pictures of your product, to show what you're working on for the week, to get reaction from other people, and just for fun, because we all get to see the wonderful products that everybody in the community is making. My favorite post every single week, without doubt. Wait, what? Aren't you part of the group already? If not, make sure to jump over to Facebook and search for the group Gift Biz Breeze. Don't delay. Come join us in Gift Biz Breeze. Today, 